Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's a big week. We are so excited. We have some crazy fucking news. We just got picked up. This podcast is now going to be exclusively available on Truth Social. Donald Trump's social media. (laughs) Wait, it's called Truth Social? Truth Social, yeah, or Gab is the other place. 4chan will still have us, (laughs) but you will not be able to get this podcast at Apple Podcasts. By the way. That's not true. If anybody out there listens to our podcast on Spotify, Mm -hmm. apparently Spotify is the number one place people are getting podcasts now. How about that? that? Yeah, Spotify. And so, so all that, all that uh, nonsense, or all that, um, what's the word, drama? It doesn't seem to have affected their bottom line. I definitely don't mean to call Neil Young taking his catalog and canon off of Spotify. Drama. Dra- well, I don't mean to call. Yeah, I don't want to be like judgmental about it. Listen, everybody can do what they want, but here's what we because we are in no judgment zone. This is a no judgment zone, but this is. Uh, do, very, we, do we judge Trump supporters? No, you do. Maybe I don't. <laughs> if they're no, here's how I judge them. If they are listeners of this podcast, they're cool. If okay, if you're a listener of this podcast, no matter what your political views, religious views, if you're racist, uh, if you uh, if you are even if you commit violent crimes, you're welcome here because it's a no judgment zone. If you don't listen to this podcast and you adhere to my views on everything and are doing righteous work in the community, you're a piece of shit and you don't deserve life. So basically you got to listen to this podcast in order for me to accept you. I don't think we should, we should say that we're okay if people are racist. I am making what I hope is an obvious joke about how much I like it when people listen to this podcast. And here's how much we like the people that listen to our podcast. We are about to give you a fucking crazy opportunity to no longer hear advertisements on this podcast. But that's not all, is it, Natasha? No, we are launching our Patreon. We are launching a Patreon. Go look at our Patreon. We've got a lot of funny things on there. The thing that I'm excited about... Well, let's tell, take them through the tears, baby girl. Oh, we have to tell... They can go find out for themselves. We don't want to take them through the tears? Okay, tell it. Talk, talk well, to them. We got tears up in here. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. You want to hear tier one? You said, what were you saying you were excited about? I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, well, that's in tier three, and you'll probably tell me. But I was just going to mention that we're going to have a dinner party. Okay, yeah. You're definitely getting to the to the fatty, the fatty, <laughs> boom, batty uh, uh, but, opportunities. But listening with no ads is pretty high level. Okay, that's level one. Tier you one. you can listen to more podcasts. Tier one, you guys, if you're tired of listening to ads, even though all of our sponsors are so dope, 
We just got new brushes and my teeth are freaking <laughs> sparkling clean. But tier one is only five books a month. $5. Think about what you spend $5 on a day. You probably spend $5 a day on pornography alone. For $5 a month, I'm doing this new thing where I mispronounce words. Do you like it? No, I actually don't like it. You, don't, you dislike it? Yeah, I, I dislike it. Okay. Well, anyway, for $5 a month, <laughs> you get a weekly extended cut of the secret dumps every week. You get ad-free versions of Monday's episodes. Well, look, wait, let's take them through what that means. Okay. That means what what once was three secrets on Friday, you get a fatty five secret discount. Five secrets, five dollars. Okay, if you paid a dollar a secret, like a car dealer, don't you just want to tell people what we're doing and yeah. move on? I wanted to do it in kind of a fun podcasty comedy okay. way. For for only five dollars, if you paid one dollar a secret then you would have paid your monthly membership on week one. And all 15 remaining secrets that month are yours to keep for free. Sign me up. What else do they get in tier one for only fouve doulers a month? They get to vote on content elements of the show. That's right. Our producer. Secret and advice only. You cannot chime in on our fights. Yeah, well, you chime in on our fights anyway. And usually you side with Natasha. Uh, you get uh, You get ad-free versions of the podcast on Mon uh, for Monday episodes and you get priority picking for advice submissions if you wanted to come on. Because people sometimes don't get picked and mm -hmm. this would make you able, to, I guess we would, ha no matter how boring your problems are, we would have to interview you. Well, it actually, our producer Laura, who has, we just found out, crippling obsessive compulsive disorder, <laughs> put into, it, she put in that tier selection not guaranteed. Producer will look at these questions first. So oh, if you, good. Thank you, Laura. If that, will, that will help the if, if you're writing in level some, of the show. With some old bullshit, just trying to get on the, <laughs> on the screen, Laura's not going to have that. She's got OCD. Okay. Take them through tier two, Natasha. Tier two. Uh, we Oh, this is something that's going to be very fun. By the way, tier one yes. is called the staycation tier. We don't know why, but it is. Well, tier two? Uh, we are going to- It's called- Oh, it's called Desert Getaway. The Desert Getaway. Come to the desert with us. And with the Desert Getaway, Moshe and I will look at your dating app profile and yeah. consult you and make it better. Maybe we'll even like yep. make you seem a little more funny and charming than you yep. are. Maybe it could attract people. Maybe you're saying something on there that is mm -hmm. like a Funky. huge amber flag. Or, amber flag. I never heard that before. You know, it's not that bad, but, but it's like, eh, if you really thought about it. An amber flag is when you find shit in your bed, right? <laughs> Okay, so that's tier two desert getaway. You get all the stuff in tier one. Plus, uh, you get that dating app profile. Plus, you get a 10% discount on all merchandise. And this is pretty cool. Mm. After three months of membership, what do you get, Natasha? Take them through it. Oh, yes. Uh, we will give you a video message. Yep. We will, we will give you what is unable to be accessed on Cameo because we don't do Cameo. Only for our listeners. No, Cameo would love us to uh, do that. And I it always seemed very false to me. But I feel like if it was a podcast listener. For, for our people, for the honeymooners. Yeah, it's a little different because I know that we share something a little more. You know, all of Moshe's um, flaws. And here is the uh, here's the biggest bonus of all in oh tier two. Oh my God, why is this on here? I asked Laura to put it on. No, you get Moshe. First access to any future DJ mixtapes that I... Nobody wants this. I don't know if that's true. I guarantee... Okay, maybe like 5% of our... Who listens to a DJ mixtape? Wouldn't you like it if your favorite podcast co-host oh also <laughs> released a mixtape of electronic music that you could study to or dance to? Oh, you're saying the mixtape... You list, You put it on when you're writing because you're always yeah. listening to techno music. But would you want to listen to your your music's like pretty funky? That does Thank not you, seem honey. like. Here's the thing about you DJing is like you're like too good. Like Ooh, you're so I like you, the sound of that. Well, you're not like awful, but you're good enough that you might take it seriously. The and truth that concerns is, me. The truth is, I, I you're good at scratching. I didn't want to uh, release this information on the same week as the Patreon, but you know what? Maybe the time has come. The truth is, folks. I did get a DJ, uh, a DJ um, console. I, I got one, and I've been mixing. I, it's it's happened, <laughs> and um, you immediately had like a video camera, like like hooked up with a stand, like uh, like above you to live stream you doing it all. I haven't started live streaming yet, but I just might do that. That was um, like your first thing. Was like I got to get that video going. Here's the crazy thing. Okay, okay, I I, I put it like this. I 
let's say when I was young, I was unbelievable at, at making love. Okay. Every woman that I ever made love to had multiple orgasms, right? And then I got convicted of larceny, right? And I got sent to jail for 20 years. And I was in prison for 20 years and I was working on other stuff and focusing on other stuff. And then I got out and I was nervous, you know? I said, I want to fuck again. I, I feel like fucking again. I'm still horny, but can I fuck the way that I used to fuck the Casanova that I was 15 years ago? And then I met you after I got released. What are you talking about? I'm about to get to a really fun punchline that you're going to probably shit on and not, uh, not laugh at. And then I met you and I took you home and trembling, I took your clothes off and nervously, I took my clothes off and I entered you. And as soon as I entered you, I was like, oh my God, I completely remember how to do this. And I am such a good fucker. And you're like, what? I thought you hadn't had sex in 15 years. How did you last for over four hours? How did you bring me to rolling climaxes nine times? And I said, you know what? It was in me. That's how I feel with DJ. I got my console. The moment I began, I go, oh yeah, I remember how to do this. And oh yeah, I am skilled at this. Is that the punchline? Yeah, that was the end of the story. Okay, here's a question. Yeah. Um, but that's not true. You didn't spend 15 years not having sex before you met me. No, honey, it was um, a, a, a silly analogy. Uh, but I thought you were kind of trying to make a point. I was. You're I didn't DJ for 20 years. I put the turntables away. Because when a, when a man becomes a man, he puts away childish things. Mm. And then 20 years later. But when a man becomes a father, he, re that's <laughs> he revisits those things? <laughs> no, when a man has a child, he becomes a child again. Ah, uh, I Right? See. I wrote my book. I, I did that whole chapter about rave music and my life in the rave scene in the Bay Area as a young man. It rekindled a flame. I bought a DJ console. Actually, there was a bit of a hiccup because somebody said they were going to give me the DJ console for free. We went back and forth. The guy was very nice. So it didn't did end up working out. This. But then I ended up going and having to pay for it myself off of a very nice British man that I met on OfferUp. And I turned that thing on and I remembered that I was good at it. And it felt good. And how do you like it that your daughter says to me, Mommy, Daddy's up DJing. Yes, I love I'm like, that. Where's Daddy? She's like, he's up DJing. Yeah, isn't that nice? Isn't that cute? So in tier two, you get to see, you get to he have first access to hearing my midlife crisis in real time. Um, and that is for only $10 a month to get all of that stuff. Tier three, it's our VIP tier. It's not for everybody. Not everybody's going to go there. You know, this is called the spa retreat tier. And you get uh, for twenty five bucks a month. Twenty five dollars, you get everything in the last two tiers. A mystery box of our merchandise. We're sending you shit. We're sending you straight up shit. I mean, not shit. I mean, we're straight up sending you stuff. And Good, cool stuff. Twenty percent, twenty percent on all mer off all merch. But the real thing that's cool uh, is that we're gonna have a dinner party. We're gonna have a quarterly Zoom dinner party with our listeners, and you zoom in. We're gonna eat dinner together. You, we can chat. I might even DJ. You know, no, I, no, no, I might, I might. We can make that different. I might though. I might, I might do so that. So you can witness uh, us fighting over me trying to have a dinner party and Moshe trying to, if just don't record it. If anybody came to, um, to our, uh, live stream that we did of the podcast, the VIP, the people that stuck around those people, we all went around and we were just talking about something that we were working on that year. And it felt really good. It felt really like a community. We want to build that community through this Patreon. And that's for 25 bucks a month. Uh, you also will get free signed copies of Moshe, of, of my and Natasha's upcoming books that are being released. Natasha's is, of course, called... The World Deserves My Children. And if you don't want to sign up for this $25 tier, you could pre-order the book. But that is coming out in November. What's of the name of your book? You know, it's still to be determined. You know what? Maybe, here's a really cool idea. Maybe if you sign up for this $25 a month tier and you come to our first quarterly um, Zoom dinner, which will be held in August, I will pitch the uh, the people at the dinner the different uh, names that I have and that I'm considering and we can figure out, we can crowdsource what I should call my book. Also, I like that. And I also, you know, a Zoom part, a Zoom dinner party, that's so like retro pandemic. T totally. So we're we're like taking it back. Aspect. I love to recall the nostalgia <laughs> of that early pandemic time. But we're still like, I'm still doing so much Zoom that it does feel like something. Um, and here is tier four. Tier four is $100 a month. Laura doesn't know about this and neither does <laughs> Natasha. 
But this is, it get everything from tiers one, two, and three, but. You get to be in Moshe's threesome? You can be in my threesome. Or <laughs> if that's not something you're interested in, because we're a very consensual, we want you to want all this stuff, you can, I will give you a private link and you can watch me J-O. Moshe. Are you what? What? Stop it. No, one time a quarter. <laughs> I'll J-O. Every fortnight. I'll, I'll J-O while I DJ. So DJ J-O. That's a DJJO tier. That's for $100 a month. Okay, that's a joke. Moshe, I have a question. What do you get from DJing? Uh, Natasha, thank you for asking. Because whenever I tell people, they're like, oh, he wants to start doing parties. And I'm like, no, he's doing it in his room. A friggin' break from from your yapping. No, here's what I get from from DJing. I turn my, br- my, turn my brain off. It's like meditation, but it's instant. The minute I start doing that, I just check out. And I'm just like thinking about the mix and thinking about the music. Okay. It sounds a little corny as I say it like that, but it's true. I'm not thinking about anything. I'll be I'm not like stressing. doing dishes and there's like pumping techno. Thank like, you so much. Like my teenage son lives upstairs. Thank you so much again. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm not. Oomph, oomph, oomph. <laughs> oomph, oomph. It's like, it's Whoa, like a, I love that track. It's like uh, I feel like I used to work at this place called shelter in Chicago, like a total mm. techno club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was really really young. I'll tell you what, I'm not playing cheesy brings music. Brings me back. I'm not playing cheesy music. I'm playing pretty like pretty pretty beauty beautiful complicated stuff. I feel like I'm at the W Hotel when like No, it's not W Hotel no, music. No, 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 it's not W Hotel Elevator. It's W Hotel when like someone's having like like some celebrities having a huge party. No, I'll there. tell you what it's like. It's like uh, a DJ got hired at the W Hotel and they're playing a set that's going to get them fired. Because the assistant manager is like, uh-uh, no, no, no. We need like really accessible, loungy. Oh, you loungy. think it's like super indie, hard. It's hard. Techno- okay. But it's good though. It's beautiful. I'm like, it's beautiful? I got to tell you, the stuff I'm playing right now, I'm oh excited God. about it. Oh, wait, hold on. I walked in yesterday and they, the the track was, because you know, it's always like a woman singing like, da, 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 da. No. Like in the background. No, not true. And what she was singing. What was she singing? Um, I don't play a lot of singing lady music, just so you know. She was singing. Maybe the the title of one of your favorite shows, and just like that. Oh, I know she the track like, you're talking and about. And just like that, and just like that, and just like that. Oomph, oomph, oomph. And it was like funny because it's like maybe that's your favorite show. Is and just like, oh, you're talking about <laughs> Sex in the City. Yes. She's doing this. She's just singing the sex. I mean, you're like, oh, it's hard. Uh, it's hard, guys. You'll be the judge of it. And whether just like that. if I'm playing cheesy music or if this stuff is and actually just like that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Natasha doesn't have a lot of respect for what I'm doing, but... Oh, wait, one more thing I have to say. This is so funny. Okay. Not only are you DJing and yeah. the house is rumbling yeah. with your sounds, but you want me to watch you DJ. Listen, <laughs> Natasha... That's where it go- gets weird, Moshe. Okay, no, 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 no. You want no, my approval. I do want your approval. I mean, the other day I said, you know, I think I might be kind of good at this, actually. And you said, well, I just think that's a little immature of, a, of something for you to... I believe in the... T- yeah, what are you started quoting Malcolm Gladwell? You're like, I just believe in the 10,000 hours idea. And I just don't... I think it's a little cheesy, uh, childish for you to put in 10,000 hours at this stage in your life. It's like, what do you want me to do? Give up and go, go focus on my taxes? <laughs> go focus on writing a poem? Yeah, that would be good because you're an excellent writer. So I'd rather have you be writing. It helps me write because it clears my mind. Mm. It clears my mind. Okay. If you would like like to join up. By the way, if you don't want to join the Patreon, everything stays the same. You just get the podcast. You keep listening. Oh, my God. Why don't we have a thing since you want to be since you want people to watch you DJ Mm -hmm. and I don't want to do it. Why don't you have a live stream of you DJing and people can watch you? That's what we're proposing. No, they have an access to your. Mit, your mixtape they don't have like isn't it, maybe that's what i'm talking about I, I, a live stream is for the people you know okay i don't even actually know what that particular part of the tier means but i just wish people would encourage you so i don't have to well if you'd like to encourage me the biggest way that you can encourage us and support this podcast is by joining our patreon uh you can do that by going to patreon p-a-t R-E-O-N dot com slash Endless Honeymoon. That's patreon.com slash Endless Honeymoon. And sign up for any of these tiers and you can get all this cool stuff. No more ads. And no more ads. And we'll see you at the quarterly Zoom dinner if you want to join up for, you know, I mean, 25 bucks a month is not that much, you know. But for $5, you can have no ads. Five bucks a month. Come on. And maybe we'll listen to your secret. We'll listen to your secret. And you know what? Who knows, you know, who knows what what the future brings. When I quit this podcast to go on tour uh, for DJing, um, I'm thinking about quitting stand-up, actually. And now that I've started DJing. 
I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to tour, I might as well tour for the music. And just like that. Okay, <laughs> folks, uh, join a, join a, join another Patreon. And um, uh, Natasha, what do you say? Shall we take a call? Yes. Hey, Touche. Yeah, Moosh. Have you been using your brush, Touche? <laughs> yes, Moosh, I've been using my brush. Dude, I got to tell you, we sing the praises of the brush and... They deserve it. It's an electric toothbrush. It's got three brush heads, magnetic charging station, sleek travel case, and it's the cutest looking, like some of them look a little orthopedic. Absolutely. They look medicinal. And this looks stylish. This this looks like way too cool, but it's not like trying too hard. It's like simple, classic design. It's like a hipster toothbrush, but I got to tell you. Works amazing. Exactly. Light pink. I have light pink. You have black. It works amazing. Matte. I'll talk when you let me talk. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, yes, it looks awesome. Yes, it's really cool. But does it work? It works better than any electric toothbrush I've ever tried. No joke. I love this thing. We love this thing. It's freaking dope. Using industry-leading sonic technology to produce 42,000 brush strokes per minute. This helps with deep cleaning in those hard-to-reach places. And the coolest thing about this thing is I took it away. We went camping for like... Four weeks, and it worked the entire time. For sure. It has a four-week battery life. My mom bought me these other electric toothbrushes that you may have heard advertised on other podcasts, and I got it and started using it, and it was not even close to the cleaning power of the Bruch. I stand behind Bruch 100%. Uh, Plus, don't they be- have a 90-day return policy. And I just, right now, in real time, wrote them a new slogan. Don't be a douche. Get you a Bruch. They're not going to want you to say that much. Well, anyway, listen... They have a subscription plan where they send you uh, new brush bristles, replacement brush heads to your door. It's super easy. You never have to even think about it again. It'll come to your door. There's a 90-day return policy on it, but I know you're not going to use it. This thing is so dope. It just won the 2022 Women's Health Beauty Awards. Uh, But don't worry. If you're a dude and you have dude teeth, it'll clean those teeth too. So don't even worry about it. Well, here's something interesting too. Despite the recommendation from dental professionals to do... To brush your teeth twice per day for two minutes. 30% of millennials admit they only do it once and sometimes even skip for days at a time. Well, if that's you, you that's need... gross. Don't judge our listeners. If you skip or you do it only once a day, then you need the brush because it'll make that once a day feel like 50 times. So if you would like a brush, we would like you to get one. So we've got a deal for you. Get 20% off when you pick your brush brush kit and plan when you go to bruch b-r-u-u-s-h dot com slash honeymoon that's 20% off when you go to bruch.com slash honeymoon hey Tosh yeah Mosh you know what makes me happy Star Trek yeah but you know what else makes me happy gummy candy yeah but you know what makes me almost as happy as those two things um nicotine Throwing my kid into a dope outfit, but it's so annoying to go to these kids' shopping stores and toy stores and kids' R Us's. That's why I love Stitch Fix. Oh, and it's so amazing because this is the thing. We have a four-year-old. She's growing so much every three weeks. She needs new clothes. And by the time Stitch Fix comes, which is basically it's a box of really cool curated clothes for kids... By the time it arrives, she's ready to wear the new stuff. And the stuff is cool. It looks it's dope. It's cool. And you get to fill out a questionnaire. So it's stuff that you already know that they like. I said no slogans. Mm-hmm. I'm not into slogans. Oh, you t- you said no MAGA shirts. And they said they don't even have those. <laughs> so listen, Stitch Fix Kids, it's an effortless way to get kit clothes that fit your kid and your price range. Because items start at just $10. With your feedback and input, Stitch Fix learns about your kids' tastes sending styles to suit their unique personality. Try today at stitchfix.com slash honeymoon and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your kids' yeah. fix. And you don't have to keep it all. No, you don't. But if you do, you get a fatty discount. Stitchfix.com slash honeymoon. That's stitchfix.com slash honeymoon for 25% off when you keep everything in your kids' fix. Get it? The clothes are so cute. Remember her little sunglasses and her... She hasn't stopped wearing her sunglasses. So she wore them to school all day. She looks like a little movie star. And that's exactly what we want her to be. <laughs> okay, now we're going to call Janessa in Charlotte, North Carolina. I just like that. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, how's it going? What would you do if your husband started DJing at 45 or 43? Oh, you know, it's better than like other midlife crisis stuff. Thank so. you. But Thank it could be worse. It could be a lot it could worse. Be better. 
It could what could be better. That's what I was looking for. What's a pitch you have, Janessa? Janessa, what's a pitch you have on a better midlife crisis? Mm, you know, like maybe a collectible of some sort. Beanie Babies? Ooh, I think no, Natasha no, no, no. I would, hate that. I, I prefer DJ. I think Natasha would prefer <laughs> okay. the DJ. Janessa, how okay. are you? How can we help you? Wait, I want to. I want to figure out guys? some more better midlife oh, crises. Oh, hold on, Janessa. We're gonna. We're gonna. Okay. We're gonna. What's a good midlife crisis, Natasha? Um. Hmm. Oh, that you really want? Oh, you buy a yacht. Oh, right. That would be good for you because you could... You then could you're do, like, oh, let's try it out in Italy. Let's try it out in Greece. Secondhand yacht experience. That is would what be you nice. I'm unlikely to buy a yacht. I would buy a sailboat more likely and kill us. <laughs> that seems most likely that I would be like, I'm trying sailing. And then we get into the into the sea and we would drown or whatever. Janessa, do you have a pitch for that? And then we can move on to your problem. She said Beanie Babies. Well... <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I, with the yacht thing, like maybe then he could also get into like manscaping, you know, mm. to be on the yacht. So like really oh. like whole, like hair design. Oh, trimming, body hair design. trimming, trimming my body down to look better on the poop deck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a or good idea. Or just different, different um, artistic expressions of your. I'm not mad hair. at that. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. All right, Janessa, yeah. do you want to yeah. join us as the third host on this podcast? <laughs> I would love to. All right. Well, before we do that, let's see how fucked up you are. How can we help you? <laughs> okay. Okay, great. Yeah. So, um, so this is kind of a topic I've heard sort of like a theme on the show and it resonated with me. So my husband and I have been married for about like seven years. We have a little two-year-old at home um, and overall get along really well. We have like a good balance, funny, you know, a good 50-50. We both work. So like equal contribution. I just feel like it's like a good, we got a good thing going. Um, but the one thing that we are like diametrically opposed is that he sees the world in much more like black, white. I'm much more like gray kind of like, Oh, you know, whatever. So when we argue and you guys have kind of spoken about this before, but like, is most of the black white and I'm the gray. Yes. Yeah. Well, well maybe, I don't know, but in arguments we tend to, this is like the one place where we don't like communicate super well and and tend to like kind of get in a rut or like get stuck he always has to be right. And like, he's really good at arguing. So he is just a really, like he can verbatim, he's got like a verbal mind and can like mm-hmm. verbatim, just tell me exactly what I said and did wrong. And I get like flustered and I don't know, I kind of talk in circles. I sound like an idiot, but I'm like not getting my point across because I'm more emotional and he's more like logic. Got it. Um, yes. I, I, yeah. I, I've heard enough. He's right. You're wrong. He's cool. <laughs> you're not. I think that we're right. good. Thank you so much for calling in, by the way. Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you. I think what she's referring to is Moshe's <laughs> linguistic talent. And whenever you're with someone and that's their thing, you know, it's, it can be very challenging because especially when you don't match them, you know, like, I don't remember what I said. I, and I, I said to you today, I said, God, I wish we had video because yeah. I just don't, I don't, you know, it's so hard. It's so hard to know how to, to act. Well, I think that this problem is also, I hate to be reductive like this, but sometimes it really helps. It does feel very gendered. It feels like you're describing. No, the, there could totally be a woman who is like always winning. Impossible, from like impossible. Tricking them Im- with their argument skills. <laughs> no, I'm not saying a woman. I'm not at all saying a woman can't win an argument. What I'm saying is the way you're describing the communication of your husband and the way you're describing your own communication feels very familiar, and it feels like it kind of is like very gendered. It feels like men like to go. Uh, if you look at the chart, and then you said that, and then I said, and that's how we, what it sounds like when you argue. I know. And that's, and that's how we arrived here. Oh, another thing he does that I love. He's like, when I bring something up to counter it, he's like, if you want to have a conversation about that, we can do it another time. But right now we're talking about this. So then like, it even negates like my, the way I'm trying to communicate about it. It negates your, your tangential subject changing (laughs) midstream to try to not have the conversation we're having and change it to something else. But sometimes it's related and I need it for like, like proof. What I can cop to as a, <laughs> as a man is that I feel like, and I don't know that men are more logical. I don't know, but I feel like logic should in an argument be the thing that it wins. It's like, oh, look, I proved my case and therefore you can't disagree with me any longer. And sometimes I feel Natasha, this is m- my fault. She's having an emotional experience, not a logical experience, and so yeah. I'm trying to win an emotional argument with logic, and she's trying to she's trying to win a logical argument with emotion, and it's like the same. It just can't. We can't meet. 
in that community, in that space. Is that kind of right. what you're describing? Yeah. And I think like my ultimate is like, I don't really care if I'm right or wrong. You know, I think he much more Me cares too. to be right. So I'm just like, you know, whatever it's, it, it's a stupid, whatever the argument is about, it's never really like about the substance because it's like, Oh, who did more with the kid or like, you know, it's just like stupid stuff that really doesn't matter. But it's like, I just want to be heard. And I feel like him being like, well, you said this exactly. And I'm like, I don't remember what I said, but like, I just want you to hear me and like validate, I guess what I'm saying. So I guess, I don't know. My, my advice is like, how do I be a better arguer? <laughs> like, or how, do I just like let it go? And whatever. It's, it's not a big deal. I do have a thought about this. Natasha, do you? Well, I'll say like a lot of times what I do, un- is, which is unsuccessful, is shut down. Oh, that's a great Ooh. suggestion. No, I'm just saying. Yes. Have you thought about that? Fetal position. Yeah. Just like rock no, back and forth. No, and I just, position. I just sort of like, I'm like, yes, I don't, you know, like you just agree and then uh, just yeah. try to make it stop. Because, <laughs> right? But that's that's bad. That I, doesn't help. When no, I, I don't that's know. That's what he does. He'll he'll like apologize, and I'm like, you're just a pot. Like I, I know it's like very cliche to be like, oh, you're just a pot. But I think he just wants it to stop. So he's like, whatever. Like, but I do the same thing. I'm like, okay, whatever. You're right, and then this is over, and we can move on. But that's but. certainly not. There's got to be a better thing to do. I have a thought. Yeah. Okay, maybe Motion knows. I mean, I don't know if I know. I I know what I want as a man, and again, I feel like I'm in real territory of like kind of backwards women are like this men are like this territory but i do think there's something to what i'm about to say what i want in those situations is yeah i want to be right or whatever but what i really get frustrated here's what i get frustrated about like i, I cop to the fact that like you know doing a, a a transcript like a court stenographer transcript of what happened and then being like and therefore i'm right isn't the greatest way to communicate with somebody that I care about who's having an emotional experience. What I get frustrated about is when I get, I go crazy. I bet your husband does too, is because she's not focusing on the stenographer transcript, she's starting to make up details that aren't even, that, that don't adhere to, to reality. They're not real, right? Because yeah, she's I'm not like grasping. Right. She's not focusing on what happened. She's focusing on how she feels. And I'm like, but wait, what about what happened? That's not what happened. It didn't go down like that. It didn't happen like that. So what I actually want in those situations is for Natasha or, and I would assume same for you, not for you to cop and go, you're right. Uh, Cause that's just like letting that him win or letting me win. It's to be clear about what you want. And so when you said just now, um, I just want to be heard. Like, I would say, say something like that in the argument. You know what? I don't care what happened. I want you to hear me, how I'm feeling right now. And I bet, I bet that if you said that, that he would be able to stop the like Spock, like, well, Captain, it doesn't quite <laughs> adhere to the, to the ship's logs. You know, he would be able to stop and you just go, I don't, I, I'm not trying to, to convince you that I'm right. I'm, I want you to hear how I'm feeling right now. Because if you said that to me, Tosh, I feel like I, I don't know for sure, but I feel like I could stop and hear it. It is funny though, because like you're telling me what to say to you. So now I'm going to try to remember it, but it is a script <laughs> that you've given me. <laughs> Wait, what is but it? Do you feel like uh, one person always loses? Or one, I, like but, I feel but, like I always lose. Nah, yeah, Even when I have the issue, I'm like apologizing at the end. Well, I think that Moshe, you often tell me you were right about that. I'm really sorry if I hurt you or, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't. Sometimes I'll be like stressed out about an interaction we had that wasn't like bad, but it wasn't good. And then later he'll apologize. And he's like, I'm yeah. sorry if I was in a bad mood. And I was like, oh yeah, now that I'm thinking about that is what it is. And you know, that brings us closer together. So, well, I'll tell you why. I if, do. He's, if he's never able to do that, then that's probably an issue. I'll tell you yeah, why. He is. And he does the same kind of thing. Yeah. I'll tell you why I do that because of in years of being an AA, one of the biggest things that I have, I'm sure I've said this before. One of the biggest things that I've carried with me from my years in AA is this idea that when you are upset, your job, and this maybe is your job too, your job is to look at, at what you did wrong in the interaction, leaving aside any wrong that the other person did in the interaction. Not, it doesn't mean you forgive them. It means when you're, when, or me, or me, when I'm thinking about an interaction I had with Natasha, I try unsuccessfully at times, sometimes I need a couple of days to do it, to throw out whatever I think she did wrong and to only focus on what I, the mistakes I made and how I could have done that interaction better. Then I go and I apologize for those things because it doesn't mean it absolves Natasha for anything that she did wrong. It means that whatever she did wrong isn't my business. I can't 
I can't go into her brain and make her apologize for it. I can only find out what I did wrong. That's the training that I had in AA. And that's, it's like, that is as close to like my life credo as I live by. When I'm upset, I leaving aside the wrongdoings of others, I focus on my own self. How could I have done it better? What did I do wrong? How do I apologize? So that's what I would say for both of you, but for you too, is to just uh, focus on what you could have done better in the interaction. And if if you feel... Like, I mean, I think this whole idea of who wins at the end of an argument in a marriage is kind of pointless. You know, right. in the moment I want to win, I want to win the argument in the moment because I love to argue, but I never go like, and fuck yeah, I vanquished my wife. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. But yeah, just, you know, couples therapy too could maybe help you guys. And, yes. you know, it's really stressful having a young child. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's hard. It's It's a lot to balance and it's a lot. And I feel like, you know, communication can sometimes go to the wayside, especially with a young kid, because so much of your energy goes into like protecting and, you know, watching a child. Have you thought about right. focus on your your relationship? Have you thought about when he's really in his logic thing and he's about to win, just becoming like really demure sexually, just being like <laughs> and like, you know, like making cat faces and stuff and trying to change the subject in that way? And then he'll yeah, that, that just could, totally shape shifting into like a totally different person. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, that's actually like, wait, am I in a portal? That's Did actually that's dimension? actually great advice. When you're in that argument, become a different person, be be false and and act in a way that isn't genuine to you and see if that helps at all. That could be really good, yeah, right? You should try that, hey, Natasha. You know? No, but I do think yeah. trying to win, I think that's the problem. Is like Men try to win. I don't know. Maybe women try to win too. But this whole idea of winning, there's no winning. You, you, then you have to go to bed and wake up with the person the next day. So all maybe you maybe instead of trying to win, you try to just communicate a little bit. Try to penetrate right. him yeah. in that way. You know, try to like and listen. I think he's just kind of like he's like a judgier person. Like he just wants I think he thinks he's like right in most situations. So like if that makes him feel better. No, 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 you no, have no, to no. share a worldview, especially uh -huh. when you're like raising a child. It's like, what if yeah. you think, I mean, that's where it's going to get really annoying. Cause like every yeah. single, uh, every single six months, you're going to have like new decisions you need to make about your child, like what's safe and what schools and you know, right. what, how much you're going to let them watch TV. And it's like, if, if you disagree about stuff like that, and then I don't know, it just feels like a recipe for disaster. I got a, ma I got a magic phrase for you that I think will, will work Okay. in the middle of this thing. When he's in his, in his logic zone, which I relate so much to, cause it sounds like exactly how I communicate. If you said right now you're trying to win an argument, but I'm just trying to tell you how I'm feeling. I, I feel like, that. like that'll penetrate him and he and it will force him to change tactics. It sounds like he cares about you. And he, I, if he's anything like me, he cares a great deal about you. I care so much about you, Janessa. I, I, it hurts sometimes. <laughs> but he, he cares a great deal it. about you, but he gets caught up in in the rhetoric the rhetorical like, but I'm a man. Right. He just gets caught up in the rhetorical <laughs> like justification of of the logic thing. I I relate to that so much. But if but he cares more about you than he cares about being right. He's just stuck in in the right zone. And so if you just yeah. say right now you're trying to win an argument, the problem with any phrase like that though is the second time you use it, he'll be like, ah, don't you do that fucking right now? You're trying to win an argument. But it's thing. hard to argue with. I think it's okay to say it a couple times. I like that. Try that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will. And also, you good. know, I, I think relationships are all about trying to make small moments like a little better and become a little closer if you can. So yeah. that's just something to work on. Have you thought about opening up your relationship oh to, to like multiple partners? <laughs> I found that, uh, that I found that in my mind that would work very well. In my when I think about that, it seems like yeah, it would work. I don't see how it could hurt. You no. know, just the more the merrier. <laughs> I think know? that's the type you're looking for. It doesn't much. seem like it could hurt. Janessa's right. There's I can't your see your husband's lucky to have you. You're I, laid back. I can't see a way that that could backfire. I don't see <laughs> Variety is the spice of life. And like I said, with the midlife crisis, it could be better, but it could always be worse. That's right. So. Hey, that is a really good. And you know what? It's not that damaging except to my, like, except our orally. Or, or orally. Oh, -orally. you mean DJing. Yeah, DJing. The truth is multiple partners can be damaging orally too. Because you'll never <laughs> yeah. unhear, you'll never unhear that. And a, and a lot of different other leads too. Janessa, you're hired. You're the third mic on this podcast. We appreciate you <laughs> calling in. Okay, thanks. Thank hun, you guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was good. Good reminder for me. I what I related to was, it feels frustrating when the person you're arguing with feels like an unreliable narrator about your own interaction. 
But then it's like, who cares? They're your partner. I was thinking about the way I argue with you sometimes while she was saying that. Yeah, I know. It's like, I, I, I wish that we could always be a united front all the time. That would be nice. It would be. We'll get there, hon, someday. Maybe when we're we'll probably 80. have to work on it. Well, let's work on it. We're working on it now. Um, Natasha. Yes. Do you want to hear a secret or two? Hey, Tosh. Yes, Moshe. Guess what goes really well with an episode of the Endless Honeymoon podcast? Mm, what? Housing an entire milk bar birthday cake, <laughs> six layer or more cake, to the dome, all by yourself, spoon, no judgment. I love milk bar. Do you know, James Beard award-winning celebrity chef Christina Tulsi opened the first milk bar in 2008, and she has been wowing the world, and not to mention her celebrity friends with her unique spin on iconic flavors ever since. Well, they make this stuff, it's like classic flavors, but they feel so different. We just got this birthday cake, and it's so many layers. It's so decadent and sweet. And it had like the unfrosted sides. It was really good. And it sprinkles all the way through it. They've got their signature birthday cake that we mentioned. We've got the salty sweet compost cookie, the milk bar pie made from toasted oat crust with a gooey butter filling. And for a limited time, Milk Bar is offering their delicious new strawberry shortcake and cake truffles. Oh, no, we got those. We got the strawberry shortcake truffles. They're so freaking good. They're like a Starbucks uh, cake pop if it were not gross. It's so good and it melts in your mouth. You got to try it. Right now, Milk Bar has a special limited time offer. You can get $10 off any order of $50 or more when you go to MilkBarStore.com slash honeymoon. You'll get $10 off an order of $50 by going to milkbarstore.com slash honeymoon. And they offer fast, even overnight nationwide delivery. Milkbarstore.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, we're doing this ad right now for ZocDoc, and I got to tell you, oddly, I was on ZocDoc today looking for an appointment for an oral surgeon. I have trench mouth and oral thrush, and it was crazy how many appointments they had. I was like, I'm going to drop my kid off. She's going to complain about my breath, and then right after that, I'm, I need to, an appointment right after that. There was like 20 appointments ready for me. Well, that is quite a story, Moshe. <laughs> well, ZocDoc is quite a company. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Like if you have oral thrush or trench mouth, which I do. I love ZocDoc. I first used it in the pandemic. I'm never going back. It's the best. They found a doctor's appointment for my child. They found a doctor's appointment for me. They found another doctor's appointment for me. It's so easy. You just type in the kind of care that you want and where you live, and it shows you all of the available appointments all around you. And the reviews. And the reviews, and you can look up the doctor. I've had very, very good luck with this, and I will never go back to calling some random doctor's office again, hoping that they have space for me because you don't have to worry about it. You know they have space for you because ZocDoc will take care of you. And what else is cool is with ZocDoc, you can also get a video appointment. It's awesome. So some of the ones that you're like, ooh, I wish that I could visit him, but he's kind of far away and you're like, or her, and then it's like, oh, I can do a video appointment. Sometimes that works. All you got to do is go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit. And just like that, boom, you're booked. What is, why would anyone not do this? I, I honestly don't know. It is the better mousetrap. ZocDoc. 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 Go to ZocDoc.com slash honeymoon and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash honeymoon. ZocDoc.com slash honeymoon. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. Um, I fucking love you both. Um, Fuck yeah. Natasha is definitely the better of the two. Okay. Potter, come on. Fuck Anyways. Yeah. Um, I just listened to your newest secret dump and heard the guy talking about the woman who had the kink of being covered in blood. Reminded me of a time I was hooking up with a guy and we're in the middle of having sex and he pulls a tube of fake blood off of his nightstand right next to the bed and dumps it all over, or, you know, pours it all over my chest. Um didn't know what to do. I was a little drunk. I thought this guy was really hot, and I, you know, uh, have no standards. So I said awkwardly, hey, let's just get in the shower. And we continued until, you know, he finished. Um, anyways, a uh, major point is that he was a butcher. <laughs> um, he's married now. Um, probably has a kid or two. I don't know if he's killed anybody. Maybe. Okay. Um, 
I hate that his sexual pleasure is related to his job. Well, he probably took the job because he thought it was kind of hot on some level. Yeah, but then what? Is he jerking off with the meat? That's a great question. <laughs> and I don't know the answer. But I will say to that caller who's hooking up with the blood person, I, I think he maybe broke up with her. I can't remember. But that would be a good solution. That would be a good middle ground. You know, if somebody has a kink that freaks you out, you can do the fake version and give them a little bit of, a little bit, you know? I have to say, if a guy did that and it was fake blood, I'd probably go for it. Well, I have to say that if I had a blood fetish, I wouldn't um, bust it out, bust out the fake blood vial without any explanation in the <laughs> middle of a sexual encounter. I would be Maybe like, he was, they were young. I'd be like, let's get coffee. I need to tell you some stuff and yeah. then bring it in. But um, yeah, wow, butcher. You could handle some fake blood on my tits, couldn't you? I mean, that it wouldn't turn me cute. on, right? I know. But if it would mean. turn you on, I would do it for you. I don't think it would. All right. Maybe let's... if my tits were bigger. Then you don't want. <laughs> then it would like maybe look. I don't know. What? I don't know. I don't know. That's how I was like. Nobody wants it. Uh, perky blood. They want buxom blood. <laughs> kind of like more like a like a like a like Russ a Ham Myers movie or something. <laughs> a what? Or like you know like the big the big beautiful titted super villains of the oh of like the sixties. Yeah, kinda. like I could see like a James mm. Bond even idea of like she was Got like it. saving someone from blood. Yeah, no. I don't know. I'll do I'm it for you. I'm just trying to get with the fantasy. I don't Why know. Why don't you get breast implants and I will get a vial of fake blood and we'll see what happens. Okay. All right, let's hear another secret. This is a secret. So my daughter is seven years old. She's learning how to swim. Uh, she's still a little shy about, not shy, but like afraid to like, she didn't know how to keep water out of her mouth and nose. So we got her a pair of goggles that covers her eyes and her nose. And since we did that, she's able to like just jump into the water and swim around and she's great. The problem for me is no matter how cute I think she is, when she's wearing these goggles, she looks so fucking dumb. And it's very hard for me to not like think about that while I'm playing with her in the pool. And I definitely just can't tell her mom or anybody in my family or anybody anywhere how dumb I think my daughter looks because I love her and she's so cute. But with these goggles on, she looks so dumb. <laughs> okay. I'll wait. Hopefully you play this someday. I, do you have a thought? I have a thought. Yeah. Well, first of all, they shouldn't be they should get off of those goggles anyway. Oh, get some. Oh, just okay. learn how to swim normally. That's like, have her learn how have. But they should just be practicing like that. Fair enough. But my take on this is this, I know I say this from time to time. And it's also dangerous to jump in with those big goggles. This is the reason that the secret dump exists. is for <laughs> this guy who, who has an innocuous secret that truly he should never share with another person. <laughs> right? Just because he can't tell his wife. I mean, she's going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? If you know? She I mean, she'd just be like, fucking what is wrong with you? That's our daughter. But it's real. That guy's head is like, oh my God, my daughter looks like a fucking water dork, right? And he can't, there's no recourse for him. There's no place, there's no place for him in this universe. And without the Endless Honeymoon secret done, he would be alone. But he's got a place in this community, in this no judgment zone for only $5 a month. You too. <laughs> I just think this is exactly why we have the secret dump, and I love it. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great secret, and it, the best news is she won't wear those things forever, and so this will just be a temporary uh, piece of, of judgment from you to your innocent cherubic daughter. All right, let's hear another one. One more. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. Um, I have a really funny secret that I think Natasha will appreciate. Um, or at least I think it's really funny, but also harmless. So my boyfriend tends to constantly be busy when we need to go grocery shopping. So <laughs> if I'm going to do this grocery shopping by myself and he's going to get out of doing that collective labor, what should be collective labor, when we split the grocery bill via Venmo, I now charge him a service fee every time <laughs> I go grocery shopping and he's not there with me. It always ranges between 5 to $10, depending on what the bill is. Um, he also makes a lot more money than I do. 
So I don't really feel bad about this in any way. And I think it's only fair because, like Natasha says all the time, women always do more. And Moshe, don't even try to fight that because it's fucking right. <laughs> all right. Bye. Love you guys. Uh, she had you, Moshe. I was about to say, <laughs> oh, man, I guess I got nothing to say. I kind of like this. This She charges her boyfriend an, a surcharge for doing the grocery shopping. But they should, first of all. He should be, if he makes more money than her, you should, who wants to go grocery shopping? That's annoying. Like mm-hmm. you should tell him, listen, I think that we should split it. All this invisible labor. Like why, if I'm going to go every time, then how about, you know, you have it off and you pay for the groceries. Although a hundred percent of it. Yes. He can pay for the groceries. Mm-hmm. She's going to do it. Or at least like, I don't know if, if I don't know what the f- particulars are financially, but I would pitch something like that. Like. Because that is a lot for you to go do it. And I did Instacart during the pandemic a lot of times. And it is so expensive. Like to have someone deliver groceries to you, it was like, it was, I just could not believe how expensive it was. So anyway, I'm just saying nobody, who wants to go to a grocery store and spend two hours and and be like stuck in traffic, like stuck in the grocery. It just sucks, man. I hate it. I would say she should. I would make him pay for the groceries. I would say she should very slowly increase the surcharge like a frog in boiling water. And see how high she can get that surcharge up before he notices. So five to ten does not seem like it cuts it. Next try, next time, try two hundred and fifty dollars. See what happens. <laughs> Roll the bones. All I, right. I do think it's important when you're in a relationship to have boundaries around that because sometimes, like, if if you find yourself struggling financially and you're with someone who makes more and you're doing more. I just feel like there should be like more arrangement around that. I agree. That's where communication comes into it. They should talk about this probably, right? right? But you know, the, you might just be a generous person and you're not paying attention. When you're married, it's a little different because you kind of share money. Well, the problem is like, what does she want him to do? She wants him to do the grocery shopping. Well, she's. It seemed like they went together she, yeah, but, every week. Yeah, but no, no, no. But, but now he she never go, wants to go. But, but now, now she, she goes, goes alone. alone. But she wants him to go alone. He's a man. That doesn't even make oh sense. God. What, a man's going to go shopping for groceries? She wants him, or they, Do they even, split it. And this is an honest question. Do they let men into grocery stores alone? All right. I'm curious. You're, you're trying to distract from the argument. I'm with the argument. I agree with you, and I'm trying to uh, bring levity. But will I, I will say that you and I had an agreement, like, you know, every other week, I think when we were dating or living together, like, mm-hmm. I would do the groceries, but I would pay for them. And then you would do the groceries, but you would pay for them. So what's the difference between, like, him paying and you going all the time? Well, here's the problem. When you get married and you come, if you decide to combine your resources, you can't play games like this anymore. Sometimes you'll try to do that. You'll be like, I paid for it. It's like, what do you mean you paid for it? We paid for it. We pay for everything. Everything is everything. Our money is split 50-50. And no, Natasha did not like many people assume, make me sign a prenup, okay? She didn't. Yeah, because I know Moshe's going to make a lot of money one day as a DJ. (laughs) Wait, maybe this is how you become like really rich, Moshe. I would love that. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh my gosh. All right, Natasha. Couldn't imagine. Let's do another call and then let's go home. Okay. Even though we are currently at our house. I have a question, Moshe, really Yes. Do you think that um, you could... DJ like music that was slightly different? I don't. Why would I want to do that? Like what about? I'm playing the music that my heart desires. You want me to play music for you? What do you want me to play? <laughs> funky Town? Yeah, I like Funky Town. You do. You love it's your favorite no, song. No, but I think that like techno, techno is very like What do you want specific. me to? What, what is it that you'd like me to play? Like, Morrissey? No, no. Like, um, I don't know. Different, like, like a variety of. of a variety of what? A variety. You want to of, play Sonic Youth? Like, what if you Hits sampled from, some things that were like cool, and then also, yeah, like what, Blind Melon? Oh yeah. Why do you think I like Blind Melon? Because you're a fucking melon head, and you know it. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah, maybe some some hip hop elements or some some I don't know, like early. Ooh, like like what if you had like um some West Indie music? That would be cool, and like you could West you could, Indie. You could pretend like you're at one you, of West Indian. Yeah, like like Jamaican sounds. If apparently you haven't been listening, uh, one of the main things that I like that I've discovered after twenty years off of DJing is something called Afro house, and that it's it's Afro Cuban like. inspired house music. I don't like that. Okay, well, honey, I'm not doing it for you. Okay, you know how you like interior design. You know how you like interior. What if you? started incorporating more of a like hard rock cafe element into your I interior. listen to you. No, honey. On, on- All I'm asking is what if you just started doing interior design, but it was more from a like graffiti perspective? What if you started doing interior design, but you used denim for the furniture? 
It's like, I'm just well, saying techno is very specific. There's a reason why it's never become like a music that is that popular. It's incredibly popular. <laughs> that people would ever play like, yeah, I hear you. You never heard the song that goes, da na 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 da na 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 da na da na You ever heard that song? Yeah. All I'm saying is that was a popular song. Not my kind of song. It's a little too mainstream. <laughs> but no, Natasha, I will not be adjusting my hobby to make it uh, more <laughs> aesthetically pleasing for you. I'm just trying to think of, you know, what are better midlife crises, like trying to just have a little, you know. You know how you're a really good dresser? Mm -hmm. What if you started doing more like menswear? Because that's what I like. I like menswear. I don't really like like what you wear. I would never wear. So what if you do it more well, like what, what I would wear? What happens when what your hobby is like, like affecting me? Like, oh, maybe that's why golf is good because they leave the house. <laughs> They're not like playing techno in the house. That's why I go surfing. I guess we just need to get you some parties to go DJ at. Here's an idea. Why don't you get a hobby? <laughs> I'm working on it. Imagine a world in which you got a hobby and I was doing uh, sideline quarterbacking, armchair quarterbacking of your hobby. Listen. What if you crocheted with more purple? Listen, Moshe. What if you crocheted with, uh, instead of doing a landscape, what if you were doing more fruit? I want to take more time myself i want you to take more, more time hobbies, for yourself but, you know i get very invested in what i'm doing and i'm writing and performing and acting and it's hard to like start, oh you're a movie star so it's hard for you to, hard to focus start on devoting a lot of time and i spend a lot of time trying to like you know fulfill obligations mm -hmm. and you know it's like a lot all right well honey let me know when you find a hobby uh we got a caller standing by shall we go to that person yes let's call noah in new york city you should also define hobby though, Moshe. I do have like many interests. It's just like devoting myself to something full time that isn't my career. As Noah, Noah, Noah. Question for you. Hello? Hello? Hey, Noah, what's your hobby? What's your main hobby? My hobby. Jeez. Well, I like to, I like to write. Um, I like to write stories. I just realized... Uh, <laughs> Yes. When you're an artist, you don't need a hobby. Uh, there is something to that. But I'm an artist and I need hobbies. I need to get out of the I thing that I do of all course. day long. Noah, sorry. We're in the middle of a fight. Uh, how can we help you? Uh, okay, yeah. So I'll break it down for you. Uh, a couple weeks ago, um, I was headed out to work and uh, I run into a super uh, of the building. My fiance and I live in. Um, he was in the, yeah, just, you know, exchange hellos. It's great. Hello. And then, you know, I'm at work a couple hours later. I get a text uh, and he says he's taking a photography class um, and he'd love for me to join him in the basement of the building uh, for a little photo shoot. Uh, and my fiance is, you know, she's welcome to join us. Uh, you know, so first off, you know, I've seen the basement, low ceilings, it's dirty, very little light. It's a terrifying place. So, you know, I, I never texted him back. Uh, and then a couple of days later, I'm coming home from work and he's, you know, he's like unlocking his bike from in front of the apartment. Um, and he snaps a photo of me. Oh my God. Uh, you know, so I'm, you know, I, I just got off work. I, I don't want to yell at anybody. I'm just, you know, I want to chill out. So, you know, I just say hello and I go upstairs. Uh, and then, you know, I stew on it for a couple of days and I'm like, man, that's messed up. Uh, so yeah, a few days later I run into him, uh, and I'm like, Hey man, you just, you can't be taking photos of people, uh, without their consent. And I need the negative and I need any sort of, you know, digital copy, uh, that you have of said photo. Uh, you know, so he gets very defensive. Apparently, he's like, you know, he's like a six-year-old, like super of an apartment building, like street photographer. Uh, really, you know, and uh, yeah, so he goes inside and he brings out this big sheet of negatives, and uh, he says the photo he took of me didn't turn out. So he just like rips this little like negative off the sheet and hands it to me. It's a picture of another guy, uh, like in front of our. Uh, so I'm like, man, you know. You know, I'm speaking loud enough so like everybody in our paper thin wall department can hear me, you know, being very calm about it. Uh, just like, you know, what do we do? Like, I mean, he's obviously after me, my fiance. I'm, you know, I'll go in the basement before before, you know, she'll get down there, I hope. Uh, so, yeah, what do we do? This is great. Well, first of all, he has your number because he's your super. He has my number. He because... also has the keys to our apartment. Hmm. I'm not liking that detail. <laughs> he sounds a little, well, because he, he sounds inappropriate. He shouldn't be asking. Yeah, well, also, I mean, one it's one thing to not return a text, but then it's another thing that you, everybody knows you can't just like take pictures of people. 
you know, without their permission. And then, oh, and what did he say when you said that? When you said you can't be taking pictures of people? I mean, he was like, you know, well, I'm a street photographer. Uh, you know, if you're out in the street, you don't need someone's consent. It's like, yeah, I looked all this shit up, like, you know, after the incident. No, but then but that's like, where also, you say, yeah. but that's where you're like, you have to be uh, much more like um, dominating. You have to say, well, listen, man, I don't like it and don't do it to me. Like, I think you have to be a, because he's like, oh, well, the way we do it in the streets is, uh, right. and it's like, no, yeah, no yeah. I don't, well, you know, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what the rules are. Don't do it to me. Like, maybe you need to like kind of alpha him a little bit and you need to have your girlfriend or his fiance on board because really you could report him, but you also don't want to start drama with yeah. him. I mean, a cab all day. That's why I turned to EHP first. Like, I mean, yeah, I told him like if we were in the street, like I'd knock, I'd knock him the fuck out. Uh, but you know, anyway, you know, I've run into him a few times since then and he doesn't make eye contact. So he is afraid, which is good. Yeah. No, we are an anti a cab podcast and we think you should call the sheriff. That's what we think. No, here, <laughs> Sorry, let me I, zip this. I think that you, Here's my prediction. I think that if you didn't live in New York, I would say you should look for a new place to live. But because that's so difficult in New York. I mean, uh, your place does look really beautiful. What I would say is I think you should find I love out. the ceiling and the, the candelabra and sure. the divider. It's all really nice. I think you should find out if you've solved the problem. Because I have a feeling this guy. Okay, let's find a charitable uh, interpretation of him because it's easy to find the villainous one and it's probably accurate. But the charitable interpretation of this guy is that he's lonely and he just wants a little piece of Noah ass and he wanted to fuck you in the basement and he's lonely and he takes photos so of men. What? No, just let me t- hear me out. I'm not saying this justifies anything. I'm saying, I'm saying, how do you wrap, wrap your mind around who he is? Yes, he could be like a weird diabolical killer that's going to come in and kill you, which is why I would say if you didn't live in, in New York to find a new place, but you're not going to do that. So the charitable view that you, you can, you'll find out if it's true is he might be just be a lonely guy that thinks you're hot and was trying to hit on you, and it's not appropriate, and it's not cool, and it sucks, but you confronted him, you embarrassed him, and maybe you've solved the problem. Maybe now he's like, oh my God. But if he he comes back and is relentless, then you've got an issue. But I do think alpha-ing him a little bit uh, just to let him know, like it's not happening. Unfortunately, the, 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 the story is very obvious what you need to do. You do nothing and see if the problem has been solved. If the problem has not been solved, the reality is you have to get out of there. <laughs> you must move. Oh, you, you think if, if he if he comes back aggressive, he's yeah. the super, and you're what you're gonna have a war well, no, with he your like report him, but yeah, to who to the owner, I guess. Yeah, I guess you could do and that. Yeah, we're a little removed. behind in rent right now. So, <laughs> Are you yeah. really? We don't have much. We don't have much ground. That's to, uh, hilarious. You know. Hey, just so you know, I do need another extension on the rent owner, but <laughs> I also need an ally in my fight against your employee. I I just think maybe I really feel like maybe has he done anything since you confronted him? He hasn't looked me in the eyes and I think I broke his heart, which kind of makes me feel bad. Well, you should I mean I get why you feel bad, but you sometimes you have to break people's hearts that are doing inappropriate stuff. I feel like you've solved this problem. You know, I had a super once when I was living in my last apartment and she I asked if I could get a dog and she said no, they weren't allowed and I said okay. And then I got a dog. What happened? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> she just kind of looked away. <laughs> I had I'm just saying it's like it, it just you, Pablo and Mr. Cutie give us hope every day. Yeah, I had I when I first moved to LA, I lived in a paper thin situation next to this old couple. Uh, they were like 60 years old, and you know the neighborhood I I moved into is like a very hip neighborhood, and I did feel a little bad, but they asked me. They were like, would you mind keeping it down past seven? And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. The neighborhoods, I didn't say this, but the, the neighborhoods moved on. Natasha? Oh, no, that's, I, I said it. Uh, Natasha kicked my foot, which I think was code for you've said this story no, on the podcast already. No, I was already. just enjoying listening to you talk, honey. My... <laughs> I wasn't kicking you. Um, yeah. I think you've solved it, dude. I really do. I think I think if he won't look you in the eye, that's kind of the best case scenario. You've now, he'll never bother you again. That's what I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You guys added a lot of color to the situation and yeah, thank you. You know, I'm, I'm not going to cry myself to sleep tonight. So thank you. Appreciate yeah. That. Will we say ASAP? ASAB on this. Do more writing, honey. We say ASAB on this podcast. You know what that is? All supers are bastards. You know how some people hate you know landlords? Yeah. You know how a lot of people hate landlords these days? 
We heard about that. We love landlords. We hate supers. So that's our vibe. <laughs> All right, Noah. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. All right. Thanks Good luck, so dude. much, guys. Take care. Bye bye. Appreciate that. Natasha. Yeah. You gave great advice. I did. And you were funny and charismatic, and I love you. I love you too. I guess the episode's over. But if you'd like to leave us a secret, give us a call at 213 222 8608. If you'd like to be on the podcast, you can email us at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. We're on Instagram, we're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Subscribe. We're on to YouTube. Our YouTube. We're on Patreon now. Patreon.com slash endless honeymoon to support this podcast. And I'm excited about the Patreon. It's very interactive. So that's why I told Moshe he's got to like work mm-hmm. a little less because we want to do more stuff for the podcast. If so. we got you through the pandemic, consider getting our child through college. Right. All right. Well, let's uh let's see everyone later. Let's do it. <laughs> now here we go. We're going to see you later.